Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening. We are coming to you live from the Miracles in Recovery studio in beautiful Port St. Lucie, Florida. And I do have Ellen with me in the studio. Back in the studio. It's about time. Back in the studio. Okay. So I want to throw this. You give me that. I want to throw this out there real quick. Um, we lo- I lost one of our one of our loved ones. I lost a uh, a dog on Saturday named Aries. Uh, she was with us for thirteen years. So I have all the other pets in the studio with me. <laughs> We're all holding the dogs because today. I don't want to leave them alone. I don't want to shut them behind a door because they're pretty still confused about uh, Mama Bear not being there, about the, the nanny being gone. So. Um, she we'll was she it. was such a good dog. Yeah, she really we'll, was. She we'll was one of the it. good ones and really, really, really sorry to see her go. But she did live a very long time. And I think she was a good example of what loving a pit bull can mean as far as having a good dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because I never, before I had Sniper and Aries, um, I was one of those kind of people that would shy away from them because I had that yeah, you, foregone conclusion, that prejudice that they were no good. And they were, they have been the best two. I mean, uh, if I had to rank all my dogs from one to 10, they would all be number one. Yeah. But these two dogs were extra special dogs and they were pit bulls. They, and they were know? extra special dogs. They, they really, the, really were. They broke the stigma that I had. You know, and that's break the stigma. That's something good to talk about. You know, I mean, we we carry the uh, once an addict, always an addict. Uh-huh. That lie is dead. Break the stigma. That's not, you know, we don't walk through life carrying that cross or burden of um, this is the this is the cards that I was dealt. And, and this is what I have to deal with for the rest of my life. That's just not true. Not at all. And, and you know, you are not a moral degenerate and. Once you once you get into recovery, however you do that, you can live a good life, right? A wonderful life, you know, very productive, um, confident in the, that you're doing the right thing. I always say, you know, if people say anything to me about my daughter, I'll say, well, for the last year and a half, she's gone to school, she's gotten a degree, she's gotten a job, she got a paid vacation because she was at the job for over a year. She hasn't burst my door down. She hasn't stolen anything from me. <laughs> right. You know? She hasn't like taken the car at one right. o'clock in the morning. Hasn't and left taken it in the, the car, lake. hasn't broken into the house and taken the TV and pawned it. Hasn't taken my wedding rings and pawned them. You know, all of those things that she did before hasn't been arrested, you know? Right. And so, all of those that that behavior, um, that went with the that acute chain phase is of the broken. disease. Yeah, that yes. chain is broken. And as long as you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, and as long as you uh, believe in maybe not maybe not in yourself at first, but as long as you believe in the people around you, then all of those behaviors will change as well. Because that's unacceptable behavior for people who are in recovery. Right. And if you're still acting out, they're going to call you on it or 
you are going to leave and go do what you're going to do. And that, and that right there is where sometimes we get into trouble with, we get into trouble with, um, why we run back out the door because somebody calls us on our trash and instead of accepting it and fixing it, we go live the trash. Deeper. Well, yeah, it gives you a good excuse to go back and do it again, I guess. And that seems like what a lot of people do. But it kind of also goes with that whole let's buck authority thing. You know, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Right. That seems to also go with, with the disease in a lot of ways, too. Right, right, right. And, and you know, the, the thing about that is is if that is ultimately happening, looking back now, that those were times when I was not ready. I was I was pushed in the door or I was goosed along right. by something other than my saturation point, you know? No, probably your desperate family, you know. And I, I can remember at least feeling like I could sleep at night right. when I had put my daughter in a rehab, even if it didn't work, but I always thought it was going to. Yeah. I was always sure it was going to. But even if it didn't, every single time, every single time, good. I really thought it was going to. Well, I mean, at least you had at least you had faith. That's you know, at least you weren't saying driving her to the door. I'll pick you up tomorrow. No, you know? no, I was saying you have to go. You have to stay. You know, they're going to help you because I had done the work to find the facilities, and <laughs> I had spoken to everybody at the facility yeah. that I could talk to to find out you know what they do, what their plans are, you know how long she could stay what their treatment protocols were, everything that I could think of to ask, you know, what their um, their rate of success was, like anyone can even measure that in any way, shape, or form. Um, but they all had, you know, some kind of story about it. And I know some of the facilities that she went to actually did send out surveys and stuff afterwards yeah. to see if they were, you know, if they had maintained any type of sobriety. Well, but, you know, I think, I think, I don't necessarily know if they do that anymore, but I think those were tools that they used for saying we have a 67% success rate. Yeah, I don't see how anyone could ever say they have a 67% success rate because what is that measured on? Is it success after one year, five years, 10 years? Well, I mean, and like I've said time and time again, you know, if somebody asks a facility what the success rate is, they should be saying 100%. Right. With with the asterisks of, uh, if you're here to learn, yeah, then we will give you the tools. If you're not, if you're here just to eat or just because your family wants you to be, how does that even fit into their into their success? If there's somebody who doesn't have the willingness to learn, how how does how does that take away from my um, what I'm trying to give. If you're not listening. Yeah, if you're not listening, you're not listening. And you can spend 30 days or however long you're allowed to stay there and turn right around and go back out when you get out. And that's unfortunately what a large number of people do over and over and over, including my daughter. And unfortunately, too, a lot of them go out and do the same amount of the drug that they were doing before they went in, before they got detoxed and cleaned up a bit, and end up, you know, overdosing and a lot of times dying. So I think that's that's one of the things that you really have to you have to look at. You know, rehab situation and are we doing aftercare? Are we are we doing anything to make sure that that this patient, this client, is going to be 
in a safe environment when they right. get out. And, and many, 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 many times they're not. You know, well, for various reasons, but it's generally money and insurance. Well, yeah, money and and and, and willingness and desire to go somewhere else. But also, it 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 has to do with the package that is given to the individual that leaves. If it's a if it's a family oriented package, and the family has the willingness to do what it takes with the addict, then you can't be nothing but successful, but it's not really set up that way. I mean, they set up, you know, family counseling and family, this, that, the other thing while you're in there, but there's no real way on and after that insurance is going to, unless you have some kind of kick-ass insurance, you know, there's no way that a family, I mean, an insurance company is going to allow a family to go to a therapist once once or twice a week for the first month. There's just no way. Well, and the the treatment centers where I was able to attend the family stuff, and a lot of times I couldn't because they were, you know, across the country from me. But um, the treatment centers that I went to, they didn't spend an awful, you know, maybe a half a day on a Saturday, and that was it. And some of them actually even had me start speaking about my Al-Anon experience because they were, you know, very hopeful that they were going to be able to get people into Al-Anon. Right. And, um to get some help for them that way. I think you know you have to you have to re- the whole family has to work on the process because otherwise it's very easy to enable and you know as as my family has started to heal I can see where I was a huge part of the problem. Yes. Well, I didn't I didn't mean to say yes that quick, but Well, yeah, um, but I was. I was. Yeah, I just well, didn't realize is, it. I thought yeah. I was doing the I mean, right thing. I the thought I was helping. Has, the disease has everyone where they want them. So if someone says, well, that's not on me, we know, you know, people who carry that moniker and they're still angry five, six, seven years oh, yeah. later. Um, yes. Sometimes even longer it, than that. Yes. The responsibility does fall on you and in your piece of how this is working. You know, so. Well, the biggest mistake I, I made, I think, was treating her like she was a kid. You mean like she was a child? Yes. Yeah, Treating yeah. her like she yeah. was a child instead of the adult that she truly was. And, and if I, you know, if I looked at my 25-year-old self, you know, completely independent of my parents for years, mm-hmm. you know, getting ready to buy a house and things like that, well, compared know, to hers where, you know, in and out of jail, expecting, you know, parents to pay for everything, really, attorneys, phones, things like that. You know, the jail phone, phone yeah. when she gets out, mm-hmm. you know, home. I think, I, think I, I saw the app on my uh, my phone. I was getting rid of all old apps. And oh, I still the jail had a phone? J-Pay, J-Pay thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was, that's been. Two years? Two, well, it's, it's been two years, only two years? Yeah. Yeah, two years. Or maybe three. Gosh, if it's been that long and I can't remember. I think it's been two. Yeah. Because well, when mean, she got out the last time, which I think was in August of 2016. Today's one day further away. Yeah. yeah well, so. she went back to school, finished school. Yeah. Yeah. Did all of that. So, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the, the, the great thing is, is to see, yeah, spit it out, Ray, success stories like that. There are so many who are still floundering around. And, you know, the sad reality is, is you look on. You look on Facebook and you see families posting pictures of 
happy times yeah with with the uh notation that Maddie just died or Susie just died or Sally you know and the sad thing is is that um that was their I don't want to say destiny because I think I think everybody and anybody can change the road you're on at any given point in time. You just need some good orderly direction to do it. Um, but sadly, some people just can't get out of their own way. Right. You know, unfortunately enough, me not getting out of my own way put me in a lot of life compromising situations. I think that happens to all of y'all when Everyone. you're active in your disease. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you will do anything. To get that drug, anything. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've taken ambulance yeah. rides before. Yeah, anything can so, mean a lot of different things. Right. I think I even like crashed through my sister's glass table. Yeah, something like that. I mean, you know, um, I, I laugh now, but she she probably, probably wasn't just, too happy. I probably about just it. gave her a bad memory. Sorry, Karen. She, <laughs> she listens to the show every week, but still, you know, um, if I don't remind myself of who I was, then it's very easy to become me again. Yeah, because that is me. You know, um, I just have the hardest time imagining who that. I am today is me as well. But I have to accept the fact that the person that was running around stealing and, you know, whatever desperate, desperate was me. You know, because I, if, if I go, well, that wasn't me, that's not me talking. That's my addiction saying, yeah, you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never be that guy again. I'll absolutely be that guy again in a matter of, I don't even want to know. Yeah. You know? Exactly. If you manage to live through it. Because yeah. I think that, you know, the drugs are a lot stronger now, and that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, you know, I, it was, um, was I watching TV or was I something, they're saying that even now there's so... Or even that crocodile stuff we saw that was going on in Russia that was flaking people's skin right, off. Right, right. It is coming here, apparently, through Canada. But, yeah. you know, there are people here in Florida where we, where we live that are doing that stuff. Is that I don't right? Know, yeah. Well, see, fortunately enough, I, I, I don't want to say that I was just a, a purist, a heroin purist. But, you know, <laughs> um, I, I'm glad that there weren't all these other... Well, the, the synthetic yeah, type. the synthetic stuff, yeah. and they, and they, it, they, they mix it, and I... you just don't know what you're getting anymore. And you know, if one little flake of this can kill you, yeah, or yeah. Or, or like melt the side of your face yeah. off. Could you imagine that? I mean, no. I, I just that just I don't know. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll let you keep that thought in your mind while we go to break. Dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. Don't melt your face off while we're gone. (laughs) Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. 
Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back, and our headphones are clear. Yes, thank goodness. Great. We had a lot of static in the last That was tough. I, I don't even think, maybe it sounded like we were yelling at each other because I couldn't hear what you were saying. I know. Yeah, now, well, now I feel now a little less, less apprehensive. Um, I'll, li- I'll listen back later and go like, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, we're, Nobody else will know, but I can tell. kind of trying yeah. to figure out what was going on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so what we were talking about, you know, Recovery in itself, it's a, it's it's a, uh, it can be a devastating um, time or a joyous return, right? You know, and the thing of the thing about addiction is, is it doesn't care. It wants everyone, like you say, you know, we all become that same creature. We all become that same shark. And oh, Shark Week's next week. Oh, um, well, here you we go. All become, <laughs> we all become that same individual. And um, that just shows you right there when you say that, that that is the destin. That's your destination. Right. Where you choose to get off the train is not necessarily where your support allows you to get off. It's where your saturation level, some people ride the train right into the wall. Right. 
you know. Some people get off just before. Some people get on and get off in one stop. Um, I, I, I don't know the answer because if we did know the answer, we'd know how to stop that train before it hit the wall. Well, I can remember, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting because I would meet people like you. And like some of the people that we've interviewed who, mm-hmm. you know, got the miracle, right. so to speak. And I was waiting for that miracle. And I thought it was kind of like a lightning bolt that just kind of hit you on the head. Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden you've made the decision and now you're charging ahead and you're in recovery and you're doing all the all the things that you're supposed to do and life mm-hmm. is turning around. And I didn't realize that it's a very long process and that, you know, it's in stops and starts and, you know, maybe backsliding and then mm-hmm. moving forward again. It, it, it is a process. It's an individual process. And the recovery of the family members who, you know, are actively participating in some type of recovery group or, you know, some kind of recovery tools is the same way. Yeah. It's up and down. It's, you know, two steps forward, maybe one step back. If not, if... It, it, it. And and that process, unless unless you have one hundred percent acceptance, you have zero um, apprehension. You have you know what I mean. Unless you have one hundred percent acceptance, I would have to say that the family piece takes them a little longer because the addict has beaten themselves up. Yeah, and you know they have valid proof where what you're hanging on to is the valid proof that the addict screwed themselves up. In some ways, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. In some ways, but, you know, I think I was blinded to so much. And, I, you yeah. know, I'm just now coming out of the fog and, and looking back and seeing some of the things that I did and said and thought and, and realizing, you know, what they were trying to tell me, I I wasn't hearing it. I couldn't hear it. Right. I guess because of the fear was so great. But, but the reality of it is, is what you just said, I'm just now coming out of the fog. You've come out of the fog many moons ago. And you're just gaining the acceptance that, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm able to look you're, back you're, on it now instead are, of living in the midst of the, you yeah. know, the the storm. Your actions changed a long time ago. Is what I'm saying. Your acceptance of it. Yeah, my acceptance, acceptance of it thinking about still it still lingers yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I'm saying, you know, like with an addict, you know, it, it takes a long time for that funk to get out of their system. Yeah, and I think that. For me, anyway, you know, like I like I always said, I, I was I was pulled along until I could walk myself. You know, like my sponsor would give, you know, raise his hand and give me positions, right. and you know, um, I think through my eyes, I had um, something I could hold on to, onto in my hand to say, "This is what I need to change." I don't know if my mother had that same, she just had to say, I need to get you out of my life so I can have a little bit of peace. And my sister said the same thing and my brothers and everybody, you got to go because you're this emotional terrorist that we don't want to deal with. So at that point, if I would have just went on my merry way of destruction, 
or unmarried way of destruction, <laughs> and and died. Where would the repair be with my family or for my family? They would just have to grieve, I yeah. guess, and 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 yeah. move on and and wonder what you know what could have been done differently. And I think that second guessing yourself was one of my large, you know, my greatest fears. If something happened to her mm-hmm. and I had thrown her out the day before instead of letting her stay home or taking her to a rehab or whatever, I would have felt like I had killed her. But <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> If, <clears throat> and I know, I know that in reality, it would have been a decision, a choice that she made, but it, I still would have felt like, you know, it was my fault. And right. I, I didn't want to have to feel that way. And when I think about that, too, it's like, well, that was kind of selfish. You just kind of have to do what you, you have to do it the way that, that works best for you that you can live with. <laughs> I just get an image in my mind of how many times did you tell her she had to leave and she was hiding in the woods across the street um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that immediately when she turned her back and started walking down the driveway, you went, what did I do? Yeah. You Almost know, every time, or or drove her car when she still had a car, drove her car away, and you know I didn't hear from her for months. And- that's our greatest tool right there. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the disease's greatest tool. It's not our greatest tool because we're just we're just hanging on for the ride. Um, well, I would do things like turn her phone off and then I would think, Oh, why did I do that? Now yeah, I can't, now can't keep track yeah. of her, she can't get in, mm-hmm. in touch with me. But you know, I would be angry and you know, this would this was gonna get her. You know, she's not gonna be able to call anybody to get drugs. Well, you know, of course she immediately yeah, she's not gonna be able to call anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with no pay phones anymore. Well, but she immediately gets another phone. So, yeah. there, you know, where there is a will, and there seems to be a very strong will. And you always seem to pay for that phone, no matter if you shut one off and you were paying for the other one immediately. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it, it's, just, it's just the tools that we learn as we, you know, and, and all of that chaos is attributed to uh, the disease of addiction knocking on your door. Well, it was, you know, all of that was very damaging for her. The 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 worst time for me was she was gone for about three months. I had no idea where she was. Mm-hmm. And I lived in fear yeah. all the time. And she was in a very bad place doing mm-hmm. very bad things. And, you know, it it will probably affect her in some way for the rest of her life, you know, remembering that stuff now. Emotionally, from a, yeah, yeah. From a more yeah. sober standpoint, you know, how could I have done these things? Or how could I have witnessed these things, yeah. you know? And all that's 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 hard to. It's still hard for me, but I realize that that's not my journey now. It's hers. No, no I mean you're right because I remember that in seeing um, pictures, and I, I I see pictures of myself when I was like 133 pounds and had a 26 inch waist and was probably supposed to be carrying like a 32. Right. You know, um, gone and um, skeletal. And those are good. Those are good. Remember wins for when you really want to do something about changing your life. Because looking at those pictures, I don't have them around anymore. I don't have the need to see them. But looking at those images just reassured me that I was walking in the right direction. Because if I chose to turn around or if I chose to stop, that individual back there was absolutely waiting for me to jump right, right back in, you know, and that's the, that's the scary part, you know, and, and, and never mind all of the, 
all of the repair work that 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 goes along with that. It was just the ability to say no when my mind and and I'll say I'll say it today, twenty nine years clean, and today's still a good day to get high. I'm an addict. I it, it's not my first response. It's not my twenty fifth response. But if I keep ignoring it, yeah, it know. will be a response. So I I do my due diligence in taking the necessary steps to stay clean. Now, if somebody tells you I have no desire to get high, I I I I I in my mind that that triggers something for me because today's still a good day to get high. I don't want to lie to myself. Today's a good day to get high. What do I do? I get high. I'm an addict. I get high. I'm abstinent today. How do I stay? How do I stay in this mode? I use the tools of recovery. I use other people that that bless me with this this gifted life that I have today. If I choose to turn all that away, I still may not have a desire to use. You know, I think people confuse don't have a desire and the obsession being gone. You know, or, or 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 it's not an option to to get high today, or something like that. With the obsession being gone, I haven't obsessed over using in twenty eight years at least. Um, but I can still say today, it's a good day to get high. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not putting myself in situations in my mind where I'm doing that. But I know if I let my guard down, that guy is still out there. And now he's in a, he's he's coming after a lot healthier body. Right. You know? So he's chomping at the bit. So I need to remind myself that I was an addict. And somebody if somebody says it's not about getting high, beware. Well, one of the things that I've always heard is that when somebody actually relapses, the relapse, the the true relapse occurred probably several days before when the person started thinking about it, like you were just talking about, or maybe even obsessing about it. Yeah, you pick up even before you use, they say, or something like that. So the actual using of it comes a long time afterwards when you've made the decision you're going to go ahead and do it. What do they say? That's a systemic reaction to something that, that happened um, you know, days, weeks, months right. prior. Right. And it, it's um, it's interesting. There, there's a lot of controversy now. You know, some people say relapse is part of recovery, and it's there are not. other people who are saying absolutely not. Don't even say that. It just gives people an excuse. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of of debate. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that if you relapse, you're not welcome back. It doesn't mean that you lose all that knowledge. It doesn't mean that seed that was planted that. Um, you didn't take advantage of um, is to I, I I have a field of dead seeds. You yeah. know, yeah. I have a field of dead seeds because I kept going back out of the door, but that's okay. Was that? Do I look back at at my um, behavior at that time? No, I was absent for thirty days and wanted to use. I was absent for forty five days. I wanted to use two, three, five, seven, ten. Pick a number. Right and. Was that part of my recovery? It absolutely was not. Because I um, because I was not willing 
to embrace 100% the gift that was given to me. I wanted to just keep taking the wheel. I wanted to just keep trying to drive the bus. I wanted to just, you know, try it one more time just to prove everybody wrong or to prove myself wrong. And was that part of my recovery? It's, it's part of the package that I carry today, but was it recovery? Absolutely not. Well, one of the things, do you have to start completely over if no. you've got, you know, say you've got two or three years and you relapse and the relapse is short. Does that mean, you know, I know you start counting your time all over again. You don't lose the knowledge. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, but some people are like, you know, and, ah, you, you've just gone and ruined well, it. And you the might thing as well is, just- the thing is, is that, you know. I don't know how long I had, like the longest stint before I used. Um, I think it was minimal. I don't think I went any more than 90 days. But I've heard people say, I wasn't at, put it this way, I wasn't at a point, I wasn't in a recovering mind frame. Right. I was in an abstinence mind frame. Um, and every day saying, I want to get high, just not today. Uh, we'll worry about it tomorrow. We'll worry, you know. And, uh, I've heard people say that, you know, that they're clean, sober for a couple of years and they go back out and it's just a complete run of guilt because they have the knowledge, they have the tools and they just let it all go. And I don't necessarily know if you're hanging on to a date as guilt or if, because gratefully, I'll, I hopefully I'll never know. But people that choose to use after any length of clean time always come back feeling ten times more guilty than yeah. when they came in. I've I've seen that. I've, yeah. I've actually witnessed it in in meetings where you know somebody, everybody knows they've gone out if it's somebody that's been around for a while. Yeah, and you know they come back and do the walk of shame basically. But yeah. you know the people in the meeting don't shame them. It's their own well, shame that they're feeling. Well, well yeah, I guess some do. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't actually yeah. seen that. Yeah, I haven't actually seen that. But I'm, I'm sure it does happen because mm-hmm. we're human. Um, no, that's that. That has to do with the um, your disease telling you that you're better than and and uh-huh. less than. You know, I mean, in my eyes, when somebody is telling someone, um, I knew you'd be back or, you know, you know better than that and all of that yeah. stuff, that's, that's, that, that in a way is feeding on their guilt. And well, that is I like a greater than It's easy uh, to disguise persona. it as tough love, too, and it's really not. Well, yeah, no, tough love isn't. Um, tough love is still love, and that's not very loving. No, it's not, and and that's where you know that's why I I try to just tell people welcome back. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I I don't have any advice for you now. Just sit down and listen. Welcome back, because anything that I say is not going to um, Well, I, I don't say anything I say, I mean, because I, I, I would hope I would say the right thing. But anything that they hear could be a double-edged sword for right. them. So, you right. know, That's you, you try to true. just say, sit down and listen and, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. 
none of this, you know, I told you so. And, right. you know, you should have done this and you should, you yeah. should, 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 should. Uh-huh. And, and David Essel, uh, was was talking one of his um, daily videos was was that about children and not talking at children, right. talking, talking with them, to them and with them. and embra- you know and having that conversation. So, like you said, did you say it today that you treated her like a child? Yes, I did. And so do the people that come in because their first reaction is a nervous reaction, stand back away from me because you did something wrong. Yeah, I don't want to catch it. And I don't want to catch it. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to blast somebody that comes in. You know better than that. Well, right. Yeah, I know better than that. But but I did it, and I'm that, here asking for help. I'm reaching out. what does out. that do? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It makes me want to not be there. Oh, okay. yeah, I'll show you I know better than that. Yeah. You know, so sometimes we do more harm than good. Sometimes it's just welcome, sit next to me, I'll give you a hug and listen to what people, listen to all these crazy people right. <laughs> and get some gratitude, you know, from, from what you just went through. There's somebody still crazier in the room than you. Right. So grab some gratitude, you know. Gratitude is a key, key, key thing. It's hard to have. Well, it's hard to hang on to. I didn't have any. I had none. You know, what do I have to be grateful for? I, you know, I didn't yeah. think about things like I have a job, I have a car, I have insurance, I have a house, I have food, I've got enough money to live. I didn't think about any of those things. I just thought this horrible thing has happened to my family, you know, that I worked so hard to make perfect, and <laughs> and everything sucks. That was my that was my whole attitude. Right. I remember going to a meeting early on where they talked about gratitude, and I was like, "How in the world can anybody right. expect me to be grateful for when anything?" I'm, when I'm living in an episode of American Horror Story, yeah, yeah. But pulling out those little tiny things, you know, and my sponsor would always say, "Make a gratitude journal," and I'd moan and groan, and then she would say, "Do it from A to Z," right? You know. Write a gratitude, 26 things you're grateful for with each letter of the alphabet. I think that was mainly just to get me doing something. Well, that was, thinking, that, that's what it is, to get you, you off know, of the, you know, because the I... The obsession that I had yeah, with, what, right. you know, I've got to fix this, I've got to fix mm-hmm. this, I've got to fix this, and I couldn't. Yeah, and if, and if you could take your mind off of all of that madness and, and negativity and think of one thing that you were grateful for for a minute, Mm-hmm. It gave you a minute reprieve, and maybe tomorrow it was two and five and ten and twenty, and then all of a sudden gratitude comes, and then you have the little negative dots that you can deal with. We'll be back in a moment. Dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural, evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? 
There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, before we get into any, you know, back into this conversation, um, I did. I've been doing a little work, or I've had somebody doing a little work on the on the website, so it's going to be um, straight radio show website. You know, my name is Ray. My name, uh, her name is Ellen, and little bios about ourselves. You can go on the show and click the live link at eight o'clock. And it'll bring you right directly to the radio station's website so you can hear the show live. And also it'll have all the archives and I'm going to find out how to rename them. But I'm sure I can do that when I send, you know, when I download them and I send them, I can always name the file and it'll probably work that way. But, um, you know, so if in fact we had someone new listen to us and i'd like to give a shout out to finland whoever oh, really? it was in finland that was listening to thank us. you yeah. finland i know that was a, that was a new country and i was like wow you know it's it's you know like the, the usual club we have a huge ireland i don't know how they break it down i don't know if they look at it as all 32 counties if it's the 26 counties and and they classify you know the north of Ireland as as United Kingdom, but in Ireland we have a huge listenership, which is crazy. Well, they must know you're Irish. Well, yeah, and plus, and I, I'm I, half I Irish. A, yeah, and I have a lot of <laughs> apparently. Yeah, apparently, right? You you thought you yeah. were uh, Indian or something? No, no, not me. I'm totally boring Western European. Oh, well, Angl- English, boring. Irish, German, I mean, it, French. That's yeah, but it. look back, look back on your history. I mean, yeah, Scandinavian. That, that well, they were I, it's not people. exotic 
here. You know, everybody wants a little Native American, you know, a little African American. I don't. I'm happy with my 92% Irish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and and what was the other, like 6%, 6 or 7% Scandinavian, which makes sense. Yeah. You know, because the Moors came over and raped and pillaged islands. For, oh, I got that wonderful pale skin and easy wrinkling yeah. <laughs> from the, my Scandinavian ancestors. Right. Right. But anyway, um, you know, so our listenership is going up, which is which is great. And I, I just need to get a little more active. And that's why I did that with the website. So people can find us. And if they miss the show, they can always just go right onto the website the next day and, and click on a link and it'll be there for them. Or they can listen over and over and over again. And the funny thing is, is it's still tracked. Once it's on the website, it still tracks through um, our on-demand numbers. Our on-demand numbers uh, blow away on some weeks, the the live numbers. And it's probably coming from the countries like Ireland where they listen to the show for a couple of minutes. It hits the... It hits the pop on a thing, but then they listen to it when they wake up. They're five hours ahead of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they should probably be sleeping now. Yeah. Well, thank well, you we're for glad they're sleeping. We're glad they're listening. <laughs> yeah, though. absolutely. So back to what we were talking about. You know, it, I think that um, if you're out there and you're struggling and you're unsure, uh, get out of your own way. Uh, give yourself a break and, and just try to follow – Someone's lead, and not someone who is trying to jam it down your throat. So, in other words, a family member. Find right. someone that you went to school with. Find someone that you hung on a corner with. Find someone that you played football with, baseball, basketball, and they're not around anymore. And you know that their life is going great. They probably embraced some form of recovery in one way or another. Find them. They're not going to tell you to go away. Find them, and maybe they are the ones that can give you the good orderly direction you need to get out of your own way, and your life can change. Well, I think the support and fellowship that you get in 12-step programs, and I know you know, there, there's some controversy around them now, mm-hmm. because mainly because I think they're started they? in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah, well, but that's an easy that's an that's an easy target to yeah to to because, blast. Yeah, I think the yeah. the wisdom was well thought out and still pretty relevant. Look at look at how relevant the Constitution is. Right. right? Exactly. So if you're going to start banging Bill W. and and Doctor Bob and and you know the forefathers of you know Jimmy K. from from uh, Narcotics Anonymous, then you need to have a little bit more validity than it's eighty years old. Right. You know, because it, you know, people have been going into those rooms for eighty years, right? And some of them are being helped, but I think the support Millions and the fellowship that you get from people who know and understand where you've been and have found the way mm-hmm. or a way to at least manage it. She's getting heavy over there. Well, she's kind of trying to get up to the microphone. <laughs> we ha- we have a dog Peg, that that Peg may decide to, to start Peg talking to for talk. me. Yeah, but um. <laughs> Oh, she's a good girl. But um, yeah, no, and and that's the thing. I mean, I I have said on this show that it's archaic. It is. It is. But if if that's what your starting point is, I adjust mine. 
to outside the studio. I adjust mine to outside the studio. I'm in a safe place here. I can say it's archaic and, and it maybe not doesn't necessarily work for everyone and it needs to be, you know, tailored to the individual and which it does, but well that's what the base of the program and the base of the teachings is is an awesome base to go by. It really is. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, sponsorship is one of the foundational principles or or concepts, you know, where you you select a sponsor or in some cases I think you're assigned a sponsor who's someone right. who has more experience who's further down the road, you know, who's been sober or clean for a while. You know, and and who's been through all of this, and you know, even for the family recovery groups, you know, we get sponsors too, and yeah. having somebody to walk you through all of that is really Just helpful. Help you sort it out. But I, I think some yeah. of the things that I've heard, you know, AA's been watered down. They used to take you through the twelve steps in a day, and you know, slam it into you, and all of that. Yeah, but yeah, but the, but you know, to to that's where. I think it becomes an individual adjustment. If, you know, I had uh, just to share um, a, a story, I had somebody ask me to sponsor them. I was at a meeting and they, they, in and out and in and out and in and out. And so he said, Hey, can I have your number? And I said, Yeah, sure. Uh, he called a couple of days later. He referred to me as his sponsor, right? And uh-huh. I never, I, I don't. He, you just gave him your phone number. Yeah, but, but, it i it there's no application involved right you know what i mean if if those are the words that he cho- chose to use to say my friend yeah. okay i'm good with that i i don't i don't have any um greater than value than an individual that's sitting next to me in a mo- in a in a theater if if theater <laughs> in a, in a, <laughs> in a meeting. meeting if he wants to if he wants to refer to me as his sponsor okay maybe i gave him a little wisdom that he used so i sponsored him a little wisdom I'm good with that. So a couple of weeks go by, and we had a conversation, and he said, I said, you know, it was funny that you said a few weeks ago you referred to me as your sponsor. He said, yeah, I know. He said, I was kind of intimidated to ask you. Yeah. I said, well, it is asking, it is like asking a guy to be be your valentine. You know what I mean? So I said, I get it, and that's why I just rolled with it. And he said, but now, now that we've officially made this, uh, sponsor, sponsee. He says, "I need you to get tough with me." I said, "Ain't gonna happen." I will give you suggestions, and if you choose not to use them, it's on you. Yeah, it's not I, your I can't responsibility. Let that affect me. I, right. I'm, there's no way that I'm going through life um, getting crazy about what you're not doing. Right? <laughs> Absolutely not. And he was like, he, he didn't understand it, and he went and he found someone that would willfully. Tell him that he wasn't doing the right thing. Right. And what does that get you? He came back. He came back a couple of months later. He said, "You know, I I understand what you were saying." Yeah. He said, I, I, I think it gets you an angry person. Yeah. I appreciate what it was that you did for me. You gave me the benefit of an individual that just wanted to have a conversation and give me suggestive behavior changes where somebody else was marching me to their tune. Right. And that's when you said something about walking through the 12 steps in a week. Um, I think that's why that got adjusted, because I never would have hung around if 
that's what was being forced down my throat. That was old AA, though. I'm, yeah. I know people that went through it and thought that was the best way, and you know now we're getting watered down, and it's wimpy. And But it's okay. There's still millions that walk into, the exactly. millions that walk into meetings it, on a daily basis. It's been working for a long time, and I think it will continue to work. Yeah. And, you know, they, and you they adjust can, along the way. Yeah, and and yeah. and they they do adjust. I mean, these are voluntary organizations that don't have a lot of money, too. And also, I mean, like, uh, having this conversation about, um, you know, how you individually deal with your recovery is totally up to you. Right. How a facility chooses to give you the information is where there may be changes needed. True. You know, so how that happens is, is that individuals learn out on the street and maybe while they work at those facilities, they can come in and give that knowledge to the facility itself. Uh, we've had guests on that have worked in facilities. We have one coming on in a couple of weeks. Um, and that will be a conversation that I have with them. Well, how how have you brought your program up to, you know, I don't want to say a la carte because it's not like pick and choose what you want right. and leave the rest. It's, um, you know, how have you gotten it so people get it and, and have pulled it out of 1933? Right, exactly. Because, it, well, there was a lot, of, I still say there was a lot of good in 1933. Absolutely. And, and you know, they didn't just churn it out. You know, I think there's been a lot of thought over the years. I know, you know, the books that come out, the the conference approved literature. Right. Um, the books that come out, the study guides, the pamphlets, all of those things are are poured over, worked on and updated, upgraded fairly often, at least, you know, in my groups. And then there, you know, there's yeah, yeah. there's always the big book and you know, things like that that don't change. And I think when people read that, and it is 1930s, you know, women didn't work. And, you know, you were supposed to have stuff ready for your husband. But I think it, that stays intact just just so it's yeah, traditional. I do, too. And yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think it's fine. I read yeah. the thing from cover to cover. And, it, you know, and I'm not I'm not right. an addict or an alcoholic. And it helped me because I, I had this terrible need to understand what was going on. Right, right, right. With my, you know, with my Did you have girl. a better understanding when you got to the end of it? No, but it did make me feel better. Right. To know that, you know, the things that, that she was experiencing apparently were normal for an addict or normal for someone with this disease, <laughs> well, you know? If normal for an addict. On that note, we have less than a minute left, and this was a good conversation that we had for this hour. Um, it's funny how when we don't have a guest, it, it seems to go by just as fast it really as does. when we do. So I guess with that, we are going to need to uh, say with Miracles in Recovery. Hope is in your corner. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.